Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Oh no, I was caught dancing to the music. That never happens. Welcome to Jaguars Drive Time. On a Thursday morning, Ashlyn, Brian, and John here with you on a crisp fall day. John has cinnamon in his coffee. We are in a fantastic mood getting ready for the Jaguars game against the Giants on Sunday. Did you want her to tell people that? Brian and I were dancing too, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, we all dance, and it's never on camera. Now a great TV secret is revealed. (laughs) Cross it off the list. Be careful who's back there directing. Yes. The man that controls the buttons has all the power. We've learned that much. you out. Yep. Absolutely. All right, let's get into big things, shall we, as we get ready for Sunday's home game. Big thing one is a copycat league. No secret here. The corners will be targeted on Sunday against the Giants, especially with the pass defense struggling. As bad as it did in Indianapolis, they put it on tape. We know the corners will be targeted here on Sunday, giving up way too many big plays last week. Coach Peterson on how you get the pass defense fixed quickly. Yeah, I think I think there's a little bit of all that, quite honestly. Um, you know, if, if we if we play man coverage, we got to play man coverage, right? We we can't um, we can't give so much free access sometimes. You know, now uh, I'll say that to say this: the teams scheme man coverage, right? You get in bunches, you get in stacks. It's a way to draw you know picks and uh, allow guys to to get open. And now you're in a trail position as a DB, and it's hard. It's extremely hard. And and um, but you do the best you can. You can. Obviously, you can mix, you know, maybe some zone in there, you know, from time to time. But at the same time, you know, we, we ask our guys to do a lot. Uh, we challenge them, you know, some of the veteran players. And and uh, and somewhere we got to just make a play, you know. And and, and as coaches, you know, we got to make sure we're doing the right thing, too, and, and putting our players in position to be successful. Big thing, too, Saquon Barkley. Saquon is one of the best running backs in the league. The Jaguars, a top three run defense right now, only giving up on average 89 yards per game. But Barkley is a different running back than the Jaguars have seen so far this season. Listen, we need you know we need all hands on deck with, with Saquon. I've watched this guy for you know many years uh, run all over us. And you know he's, he's one of those backs where it's like you get two, you get three, you get one. Lost maybe a lost yardage play, and then bang, he'll hit you for 50. I mean, that's just the the, the type of back he is. He's a, he's, an, he's an explosive running back. Um, he's a downhill guy. He's got speed to circle the defense. I mean, he's just a complete guy. Then you're seeing him, you know, out of the backfield too, make make plays there. So um, having having some bigger guys, you know, if Foley could go, um, just help, you know, uh, anchor in the in the middle of the run defense and. 
And uh, but but with a guy like you know Saquon, you got to make sure you, you can you get him on the ground. And finally, big thing three is close. The Giants and the Jaguars were in similar situations this offseason, both with new coaching staffs and both not living up to expectations the past couple of seasons. But there is one big difference between a two-win team and a five-win team like the Giants. There are a lot of similarities. You know, when you look at the, the, the scoring, you know, you look at scoring by quarter, there's a lot of, a lot of similarities there, both teams. I think, I think the number one thing that, that we just have to focus on is us. You know, and making sure that you know we make plays in, fourth, in the fourth quarter, and we haven't done that well enough, you know, this year, or consistent enough, you know, where, where they are, and and um, you know they're they're making those plays, they're in the right spot at the right time, and you know, and that's kind of the way this league goes. Sometimes the ball bounces in your favor, and 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 give them credit, they're they're in the right position to make those plays, um, and that's something that. You know, each week that we we learn from ours, and you know, try to be in position each week, each week to you know to come up with the ball or to make the play that, that wins the game. And there you have it. Those are big things. I thought big thing three was incredibly interesting with Coach Peterson noticing that big difference. And we talked to Evan Ingram in the locker room yesterday, and he can speak on experience of what the Giants went through last year. But he said the exact same thing Coach Peterson said. The Giants last year were losing those annoyingly close games. And Evan Ingram said you could feel it on the horizon. They were going to at some point – Go over the border yep. and win the close games, and that's what ha- is happening this season. Well, and we talked about it the other day. You know, you go from losing big to losing small to winning small, and rarely in this league do you win big. And sometimes you tie. <laughs> you, well, maybe yeah, we'll get to that point. Texans on that <laughs> one. Um, but what the what the Giants have figured out is how to win close games, and this team still has not. Mm-hmm. Well, I think too the Giants have a elite MVP player on their team in Saquon Barkley. That's true, too. In the red zone, that helps a great deal. You have to focus on him and you either get him the ball or you do something off of him. It helps to have a big-time playmaker. I still think that's what the Jaguars are trying to get to. And and Daniel Jones is in his, uh, I think, his fourth year, fifth year. You know, a, a little more experience at quarterback can help in those big play, big game situations, and they've gotten breaks. Well, Ingram Joey. told us yesterday that the guy who's made the difference is Jones is the one who's really figured it out, right? I mean, he's the guy who all of a sudden understands how to be judicious with the ball and not just chuck it up into the end zone. He's being smart. He only has five touchdown passes, but he also only has two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Right. And here's the important part. He's completing 67% of his passes, which means that he's making good decisions, he's keeping drives alive, yep. and they're finding ways to score. So yeah, Barkley makes all of that happen, obviously. He's that star player, but he's a running back. You knew he was going to be. The quarterback, Jones, according to people in New York, is the guy who's flipped the switch this year. And you're right, he was, what, the eighth pick overall mm-hmm. in 2018? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's taken him a little while to figure it out, and, and you know he's got a coach who – has a reputation for developing young quarterbacks and Josh Allen. So I, I, they are a team that's kind of figured things out. I, I want to go back up to number one, and that is the issue at cornerback this week. Because you know, look, Jags want to crowd the box, right? They want to make it tough to find running room. So if you're the Giants, what do you do? Well, let's spread them out, right? And let's go to the quick, short passing game because they couldn't stop it last week. Right. Which means you're going to have to be able to stop it. And Shaq Griffin is on the... Uh, injury report with a back. Um, it would sure seem to me like I, I'm gonna just, Trey Hearn's going to be there yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, just that, that, that you don't have to read the tea leaves. You can see this one coming. Um, now, Shaq has the highest salary cap figure for this team this year. He's over $16 million, That number one. 
So it's not like you're going to replace him for the rest of the season. Um, but this, how he responds to this is going to be a story, mm-hmm. right? How Herndon does and how Griffin responds is going to be a big story as to how this game goes. Yeah. I don't know that the Giants are going to go as – I mean, they'll spread out in the, and they'll test. I think a big factor in this game is going to be often when conference – teams from other conferences play each other they stick to what they do because they haven't scouted the other team quite as much mm-hmm. I think the Giants are a team that does what that is going to do what they do I think they will uh pound the run I don't know that they believe necessarily that the Jaguars are a great run defense I think some of the Jaguar stats on the run defense is because they were so far ahead in in those two wins so mm-hmm. uh I agree with Brian they're going to get tested. I don't know if Shaq's going to play or not. That's going to be a storyline. They're going to try and make you stop Barkley with seven. Right. When you want to stop him with eight. And if they can effectively move the ball in the short passing game, you got to take a safety out. Right? Yeah. That's all it takes. You're talking about what, taking away one guy. Mm-hmm. And it does sound like Shaq Griffin most likely will not play on Sunday. He said this back injury is something he's had since training camp and has just been nursing it. Yeah, it just seems like you were talking about it anyway. Now with an injury, all right, Trey Hernan, let's see what you can do this week. Nothing permanent, but make a change. You've got to change the result because that guy, he hits you like Derrick Henry, but he's got the wiggle and the explosiveness to get through the hole like a Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. You need eight guys in the box. Absolutely. All right, and that is big things on Jaguars Drive Time when we come back on the Jaguars Digital Network around the locker room coming up. Fields Auto Group Jacksonville, step up to luxury, fieldsauto.com. We're back, Jaguars drive time Thursday morning. It is time for Around the Locker Room in there yesterday. A lot going on as the Jaguars get ready for the Giants, a 5-1 and one team in Jacksonville on Sunday. And a major storyline, the biggest storyline this week, is the struggle of Shaq Griffin last week against the Colts. And what will the Jaguars do? Well, Shaq Griffin, we just found out, is dealing with an injury, so let's hear from him in the locker room. A uh, back injury since camp, so it's been a day-to-day, week-to-week type of process. So uh, some weeks are going to be worse than others, so uh, just got to continue to learn how to maintain throughout the week so I can make it to game day. All right, there you have it. Dealing with a back injury. It's something we didn't know about since training camp, but that's, that's pretty common. Guys are nursing things that just keep coming up, and you move past it week to week. But yeah, it sounds like this is the reason that Shaq Griffin will not play on Sunday and Trey Hernan goes in. Good chance. I mean, it's it's it certainly it certainly seems that way. And uh, just to clarify, if a guy can practice, then he's technically not injured according to the NFL. Right. Mm-hmm. So you that's why you often hear guys talk about, well, my knee is this. But if they're practicing, if you listed every guy whose ankle Hurts. sort of hurt, <laughs> yeah you would have a 53-man injury report every week. So that's the reason for that if people are wondering. Yes, he did not practice yesterday, was working off to the side. We'll see if he's practicing today. But, yeah, a lot of questions at that cornerback position. Maybe this is the answer, Brian. Well, it has. there has to be something. You know, and I remember on Monday night, Brandon Staley put $82.5 million and four games, right? That's all J.C. Jackson played on the sideline. It's not going to be there all year long. You don't make that kind of investment and bail in four games. But he made it, and he told the media in Los Angeles he did, because he had to change the trajectory of the defense. It was so on the downhill slide. He changed it. It worked. We'll see how it works there. 
I think that's what Doug Peterson and Mike Caldwell have to discuss this week, is can we change the way we're playing if we put 37 in instead of 26 this mm-hmm. week? A lot of questions, a big storyline this week. Another big storyline is always going to be quarterback Trevor Lawrence coming off a game where he put up 27 points and led a fourth-quarter drive. His confidence is growing, that is clear. I've had all these opportunities for a reason, and you know I feel really confident in that. And just that's what's that's what's helped me keep pressing forward. Whether it's you know great game, really bad game, great season, bad season, um, just continuing to be myself and, and just trust that. And I think that's kind of helped me weather the storm a little bit. Because honestly, I have, haven't been challenged too much as far as my confidence until really getting to the NFL. Things have gone pretty smoothly in my career. I've had some a little a few bumps in the road, but. Um, really last year was was challenging so I think from that experience it's helped me a lot you know we started you know right now we're we're two and four I think we're a really good team Um, and we've lost a lot of games that were that close we're we're that close to being a five and one even possibly a six and oh team and just understanding that and that doesn't really matter to anyone else but for us I mean we have confidence in who we can be and um, we just got to go make those plays to finish those games but we we have a lot of confidence and I, I, I guess my point was Going through the year like last year gives me a great perspective on how we started this season. Kind of the ups and the downs. We've had some games where we played great, some games where we haven't played great, and just being able to stay locked in, laser focused on the next week and realizing we still have 11 more games and all the opportunities in front of us to do what we want to do. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence on his confidence. That was really one of the first times he opened up about the struggles of last year, John, and, and how it's helping him right now in this season. Yeah, I kind of laughed. He used the old, my point, and I do have one. Uh, <laughs> an old Ellen, I think it was an Ellen Nod generous line. Um, I think he deserves some credit for last Sunday that maybe people, I know we're talking about it. I got an Ozone email saying, well, they mostly ran on that drive. Why does he get credit for that last drive? Oh he ran for three of those. Well, and because he would have gotten blamed if he'd thrown a pick. 100%. So, you know, if he gets the blame for not scoring, then the quarterback, I thought he was composed in that. I thought a lot of things came together in terms of his leadership. When you talk to guys who were in the huddle, they talked about that element. That matters very much in those situations. It feels like this team believes in him and they now believe in him in, in a different situation. I, he's my H3, as we call it around here, so <laughs> yeah. I won't completely burn it, but yeah. I, I, well, that was the reason why I left that game with such optimism. Look, I mean, 3-3 three and three would be so much better for the franchise to be able to sell the game that's coming up the next week and build all the energy. But as bummed out as you are about the way that it ended, to watch that eight, fourth quarter, right? Go back. First drive of the third quarter, they, they had given up 10 points at the end of the half. They needed something to reestablish themselves right down the field, right? And he mm-hmm. runs it in. Then, fourth quarter, you're, you're in a position where you need a score, and you go and get one. Mm-hmm. And it takes 18 plays and 10 minutes off the clock. You know why he deserves credit? He was 5 of 5 with a couple of really nice throws on there, one in particular to Zay Jones, and he ran three times for three first downs. He deserves the credit for that drive, and then he finished it off. Um to me, that was a turning point in this season. For sure. I believe that. We'll see if it plays out in the next couple of weeks. But I think we'll go back to that 18-play drive over and over. Not just this year, but next year and go, that's where it changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now, and now the question is the consistency, right? Because we've seen these drives before, and then we've seen a game the next week where he struggles. And it's that back and forth that can drive you crazy. So now for the Giants on Sunday, 
I don't want to say you want to see him do that again, but you'd like to see something close, right? You 100%. Yeah. You, you don't want to have to see him have an 18-play fourth-quarter drive come from behind. H3. H3. All right. H3. I just I'll say it one more time. I, it's all about you. I, I think that's the moment. We always go back and look at that 96 team. We talk <laughs> about the game in Baltimore um, that they won that started the winning streak, the seven-game winning streak. Um, I don't know that this starts a seven-game winning streak, but this is where things turn. All right. For tight, tight end Evan, Evan Ingram in the locker room. Speaking of experience on how the Giants shifted from a losing team to a 5-1 and one team this season and how the Jaguars can get there. We have a really young team, uh, and there's there's growing pains. Uh, we have a, such a high expectation for ourselves and our team, and we expect ourselves to get there now. Um, but reality is we're 2-4, and four, and we dropped some ones that we know that we should have. So um, it's learning. It's growing. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's going to come a point in the time where we've learned enough, and we all come together, and we make it a complete team win. You got that vibe from talking to players. That's been the message the past couple of weeks is we're learning, we're growing, we have lessons to learn. This week, m- multiple players said, all right, We've learned enough. It's time to go over the hump. We've got learned the lessons of the losses. Time to move on. I really like talking to Evan Ingram. He has mm-hmm. such a calm demeanor and such a thorough understanding, not just of, of the offense, but of the locker room. Yeah, for and, sure. And um, he's got great perspective. He's right. Mm-hmm. He's a little fired up this week, too. So that's my phone, everybody. That's like, he's getting a phone call. I have an email. Yeah, we Did asked. Did you find him? No, As we, the host? he will, he will certainly him? be getting a letter, okay. yes. But I will say we asked Evan Ingram – um, about this this rematch game, this rivalry game against the Giants. Are y'all fired up? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't care about that. Because he's a very calm guy. He's, he's a cool he... guy, but he's fired up about it. Yeah, but he's not going to go publicize it. No. Make it all about him. Well, he's I not that guy. A, I asked him a question back in training camp about his comfort level in Jacksonville. Um, you know, small market, big market, all of the things that were critiques of him up there. That he a small town guy that he didn't handle the pressure of being in a big city. He goes, you know, I learned a lot there. I loved my time there. It was great to be drafted and play by the Giants. Now I'm really happy to be here. You know, this is an opportunity for me to to grow my career and to build my financial future. I, I he's just he's a consummate pro. Yeah, I mean, very it's mature. easy to see why they wanted him in this locker room for sure. And that is around the locker room when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. John's long awaited. He will. He won't. He might on the Jaguars Digital Network. Suddeth is Jacksonville's trusted and reliable moving company. Suddeth is proud to be the official moving company of the Jacksonville Jaguars. To get a stress-free quote, call 904-638-7536. Jaguars drive time on a Thursday morning means it's time for he will, he won't, he might for Sunday's game against the Giants. Brian, what are you thinking? Give me strong safety Sean Jenkins, who will lead the team in tackles on Sunday, which is an important number because he's going to be going downhill. He's going to be the guy tasked with making sure to clean up Saquon Barkley, right? He knows that Barkley's coming downhill. He's going to come downhill. He will be this team's leading tackler. You'd like it to be a linebacker generally, but I think this guy's going to be playing closer to the line of scrimmage, which means he's a de facto linebacker. He won't stop talking. If you saw him mic'd (laughs) up last week, his energy level was just, it was like a spillover of a dam. I mean, it just kept coming and coming and coming. Um, and he had the energy in the locker room yesterday. He won't stop talking. It fuels him. And I think it fuels some of his teammates as well. Um, and he might be the perfect guy to have a locker across from Shaq Griffin. Because I asked him in the locker room yesterday, hey, your buddy is hurting, right? I mean, this is the guy you came into this situation with. You grew up with. How do you help him? He goes, man, don't worry about him. I got him. I loved it. I mean, I just, I was so impressed this week with the way Shaq handled himself. And I told him that in the locker room. I said, I, you know, I mean, I was critical of you, I said, but you stood there and you took it. 
and he was appreciative. And then to see his his teammate, you know, stand up for him, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I, I think there, there's a chance that if he's healthy, he can get back on the field and, and contribute. Even though I think this week you got to change it up. Yeah. Um, he might be the perfect guy in that secondary to help Shaq get back on his feet. All right. I like it. John, what I think Rayshon's also maybe the most improved player on the defense yeah. in totally. terms of impact play. That From one year to the next? I don't yeah. know if he's playing that much better because it's, it's always hard to tell. But in terms of impact plays, he's making many more than he did last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, drum roll. <laughs> My hero, he only might, is uh, Trevor Lawrence, the wow. quarterback of the Jaguars. We know uh, him. The starting quarterback. Yep. Um, he will have an opportunity this week to do something he hasn't done, which is be the guy to bring them back or to make a play in a clutch situation and do it at home. If you think about it, they've only won three games at home with him a quarterback, the Bills game and the two Colts games. The Bills game was close, but it really wasn't his game. No, you never get Josh, the feeling that Josh that Allen, was... Yeah. You know, so, um, I think he'll have that chance this week. Uh, he won't a fold under that. I think he's going to handle it fine. And I don't think he's going to revert. You know, he had a good game last week. I don't think he's going to get back to throwing red zone interceptions. I don't think... uh, I don't think he's going to have a problem handling the moment because he might... I think this might be the game where that happens for him, where, where he's walking off the field and he's looking at the crowd and saying, okay, I've done it here. This was, you know, he won't say this, but the feeling of this was my game. I came through in the big moment. I think the, I think the game's going to be tight. If, mm-hmm. if they win, I think it'll be that sort of game for Trevor Lawrence. So uh, I think it's going to happen for him. The sooner it happens, the more it will happen and the better chance this team has of getting that five or six uh, wins more to get to seven or eight. Mm-hmm. I think it has a chance to happen this week. Yeah, you can sense this week is, is the pivotal. All right, yeah. we're done learning. Let's move past this. Let's win a game. Well, and it's a big game. It, it if is. it happens, then all of a sudden he's one of the four or five stories of the league this yeah. week because you're sure. beating the Giants. So it has a chance to be that moment, and I think it's a huge storyline this week. Go back to the Texans postgame interview, and even though he stood there, you could tell he didn't want to be there. Uh, he had that long look in his face like, man, I, I hate where I am right now. And even though they lost in Indianapolis, he had a 180-degree turn. I mean, he was like, look, I know I can do this. I know I we can myself. do this. Yep. So, I mean, what John's point is is that is that he finally capitalizes on that, and then it really becomes a level of, okay, I got this. Mm-hmm, for sure. All right, Mike, he will, he won't, he might, is Tyson Campbell. He will not talk about this, but right now he is rated as one of the top 10 cornerbacks in the NFL. He is rated number nine right now. He had a 91.3 coverage grade last week against the Colts, two pass breakups. He won't hear about him, and that's a great thing. That means the cornerback is doing his job. Tyson Campbell, we really haven't talked much about because – Teams aren't throwing to him. You aren't hearing about him making plays because he's become, at this point, almost a lockdown corner where teams are not throwing to his side of the field. And all the drama on the other side of the field that we've talked at great length about, about Shaquille Griffin, you're not really hearing about Tyson Campbell. And that means, yeah, he's doing his job. And I know we just talked about Rayshon Jenkins being the most improved player on the defense, and I, and I certainly think he is close If you go back to this point last season for Tyson Campbell, we talked about this a ton last year when he shifted. I think Tyson Campbell's the most improved player on defense. From this point last year to where he is right now, a top 10 cornerback in the league. Are you kidding? This is a guy at this point last season in October, we were asking, could he play in this league? And a year later, look at him now. 
there's still another level for him, right? Mm-hmm. So when he's getting beat, it's because it's contested balls, and he's just not getting there, yeah. right? He's not getting the ball loose. He's not taking it away. That's the next level for him. When he gets to the ball and either gets the pass defense or gets the interception, mm-hmm. there's a there is plenty of room for him to go from being in the top ten to the top five. Mm-hmm. He's a very very gifted athlete. Yeah, he's got a world of ability, and I think it's crucial how he plays in the last 11 games. It's 11, right? Yeah, yeah. 11 games. Um, because I think it, because of Shaq's cap number, it's probably not realistic that he's back. Um, well, he's a $13.5 million yeah. dollar savings next year, and you're $11 million over the cap, so you figure it out. Yeah, and I say that probably no matter how well Shaq plays, that number, point of career, all that stuff in the NFL, probably low chance he's back. Um so what the team needs to figure out is, is, is Tyson a lockdown guy? Mm-hmm. Is, is he our guy at the position? Or is he a really good player at the position and we need a guy? It'll affect how they look at building the roster going forward. Mm-hmm, for sure. And that is he will, he won't, he might. Presented by Seth when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time. Monday's headlines today. Florida Blue, Florida Blue's Blue Cross and Blue Shield Company has been providing health insurance to residents of Florida for more than 75 years, driven by its mission of helping people and communities achieve better health. Learn more at floridablue.com. Time for Monday's headlines today, predicting the outcome of Sunday's game, Giants and Jaguars here in Jacksonville. What are you going to talk about Monday morning, you think? Big, right? As, not as in Giant. Big, meaning it's big that Jags get a win. So just B-I-G is on the front page. Big, of the right, big. Not big teal, nothing like that. Just big. And bold. Big and bold, right, big. Playing off the giant theme. Aha! Because they need one. <laughs> Three in a row, it would be big. It would. John, what do you think? You're not going to like it, son. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, no, I I hope I'm wrong, but I'm a... You just said Trevor Lawrence is going to do all these great things and you're he three. I, I said it's his chance. <laughs> That was that I was for Heath three. Now we're separate. So 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 close, but I right now they still have to prove it to me to get it done. Got it. That's fair. So at some point they're going to. I do think this thing turns around. I believe in what they are doing. The Giants right now are a team that wins these games. The Jaguars haven't. Fair point. All right. Fair enough. Well, I was talking to the lovely Joe Fortunato before the show, and I said I need help. With a headline, and he just looked at me and said, Vegas, baby. Like, you're so right. We were talking about on Monday how the Jaguars are favored against the Giants this week in this game by three points. I was surprised by that. But, hey, Vegas doesn't get this wrong. If Vegas thinks the Jaguars are going to win, the Jaguars will win because Vegas knows everything. That, that might so. be a bit of an exaggeration. No. But whatever. I tend to do that at times. <laughs> However, <laughs> Vegas, baby, will be on the Monday headline. Calling it right now. Okay, John. Are you okay with that? Uh, I hope so. I, I hope I'm sitting in here with coffee on my head on Monday. <laughs> and that is Jaguars Drive Time on a Thursday morning. Thank you for tuning in this week. Stay with us on Jaguars.com all weekend long for your game coverage. We'll be back Monday morning, 9.30, Jaguars Drive Time.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.